based on a true story. That gets me every time. You know, the beginning of a movie when that that little uh, little bit of information comes across the screen, hooks me in. Uh, guys, today we're covering Godless, uh, which is a movie you guys have probably not heard of. Uh, and honestly, I had not either until uh, until last night. I had some time to kill, figured I'd try to squeeze in a movie. And it was between this and As Above, So Below. Um, and for some reason, like it just, this one just stuck out to me. So I jumped on it. And uh, today's movie is, is the, the true story of Joan Vollmer's, uh, well, the story of her exorcism. So without further ado, here we go. Thanks, Jack, and as always, welcome back to the Little Hops of Horrors podcast. I'm John, as usual. That's the second time I've said that in this sentence, but, you know, get over it. Uh, as I said, we are covering Godless today, uh, a movie that's on Tubi right now, right, which is a free streaming service available to everybody. You got to deal with commercials, which, when you're watching a horror movie, kind of sucks, because you can't, I don't think there's a way you can do, like, a premium version, uh, but, you know, you can be in the middle of you know, some, some really tense and that that's kind of like, like tense moments. Uh, and that's, that's the whole point of a horror movie is the tone, you know? Um, and then it goes to commercial break, <laughs> you know, kind of kills it for me anyway. Uh, sitting at a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes right now. So that was obviously a, you know, well, okay, maybe we can check this one out. Um, I think it was like 76% of, uh, Google users, you know, as you guys know, that's another metric I like to use here. Um, we're going to make this one uh, a little quicker because, well, one, you guys probably never heard this movie, probably haven't seen it, um, but I have to go to dinner with some family here in about an hour, so I got to run through this. Um, so we're going to do some, uh, we're going to do some crispy boys again. We're doing uh, Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, right? Why wouldn't you lead off with something that fantastic? Um, we're going to do Pilsner, literally that's what it's called, from Otto's. Uh, brewery up in Penn State, State College, uh, near and dear to my my wife and and, and I's heart, uh, if that's the way you say that. Mine and my wife's heart. That sounds better, but I think the other way is proper. I don't know why I said proper like that. But uh, and then the last and uh, certainly not least, Biff from uh, from High Ground uh, down in West Virginia, which is another place that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, we always try to hit that on our way. Uh, back from Seneca Rocks, West Virginia. Um, anyway, so beers are drinking tonight. Miller High Life sitting in a two seven one on Untapped, which is a little bullshit. Uh, I mean, it's it's not trying to be a craft beer, you know. So to go on, you know, Untapped and just bash it for fun. These are the same dickheads that'll drink this stuff at a concert because there isn't an IPA. <laughs> uh, I admit I have been that pretentious asshole, but you grow out of that phase most of the time. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. So second beer we're doing, like I said, Pilsner from Autos, uh, 4.8%. Nice, easy crusher sitting at a four, three, four, two, excuse me, uh, on, on tap. So, you know, pretty solid rating. Um, and then the last is, uh, Biff 5.4%, uh, ABV. Um, and that's sitting at three, seven, five. So that's the, that's the highest, uh, rated one. I, I don't understand why Krispies tend to be lower rated beers. Like, why can't you just get, like, why can't they be four? They're fucking delicious. 
you know, if you didn't have a choice of a double dry hop, triple IPA, whatever, fucking crazy fruited sour, barrel aged stout. And if you talk to a lot of brewers, they'll tell you that like a perfect Pilsner is probably the hardest beer to make. And it's the one that gets shit on the most. All right. Rant over. Like I said, we got to get moving. So this, this, this stuck out to me a little bit here. Uh, I don't know why it was. I just gave it, I gave it a chance, you know, and every once in a while you fucking nail one. Uh, And this happened to be one. I was really, really impressed with this movie. It is not at all what I thought it was going to be. Um, You know, I was like exorcism. And then I saw, you know, hundred percent rotten tomatoes. I'm like, shit. Okay. We're in for a a, a hidden gem of an exorcist movie. Right. And that's not quite, uh, it is, it, it, it's actually exactly that, but it's also not that at all. And you guys will see why here in a little bit. So again, like I said, this is based on true events. Uh, this is based on, uh, Joan Vollmer. Uh, she is an Australian woman who went through some shit (laughs) in Australia. Uh, I think 30 years ago, I think they said this was, this took place in the uh, early nineties, early to mid nineties. Now, obviously it's based on true events. It's not like the, you know, scene by scene of her life. So, um, but I did confirm that this is, uh, this is that story. This is the movie about that. And this is a, this is a fucking ride. So, and I thought they, they put together the movie pretty well. Um, I'm not going to go over Miller High Life. You guys have had this before. <laughs> okay. It's just a, it's a nice, easy drinking beer. And bonus, I got this beer right here. Um, I got this case for the price of a 12 pack since some guy fucked up. So I'm pretty happy about that. Thank you, buddy. Um, my, your loss is my gain uh, or something like that. Anyway, uh, it's a good beer, man. Right. I, I think I'm going to switch up my, uh, my on hand, uh, crispies. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I like to do that every now and then obviously Coors is my go-to. That's my favorite, but like, it's nice having yingling on occasion or, you know, hams, obviously something like this big ultra, you know, I like switching it up. I never get tired of it that way, you know? Uh, all right. Anyway, so Miller, Miller high life, champagne and beers can't go wrong. So on to the movie. After I take a sip. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, so you're not really sure what to expect. Uh, there's no backstory. You just kind of like you're thrown right in. Um, and it, there's just a, a naked woman dancing in her front yard. Uh, so you have my attention <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but she's out there just kind of dancing, doing some spiritual hippie stuff. Looks like she's literally dancing with somebody. Um, and her husband, comes out and you know god damn it you know brenda's out here again i gotta reel her in i couldn't imagine living in a neighborhood and just seeing like your neighbor down the street just out the front yard dancing naked uh (laughs) it'd be kind of funny but anyway um they seem to live in a rural area so it doesn't really matter but you know he goes and gets her because this is another episode of hers and uh she freaks out panics kicks and screams he has to like you know carry her over her shoulder over his shoulder into the house uh, and again, not a lot is, is explained here. You know, you, you're just kind of, all right, well, this is the beginning here. Uh, you jump to the, the next day and there's some interference on the radio and she shuts all the power off, you know, like the, she unplugs the radio and turns the lights off and all that stuff and goes to head to bed and turns around and sees her husband, uh, naked. <laughs> 
<laughs> so in the first, I don't know, probably 15 minutes of this movie, you've seen boobs and dick. Uh, so that's, you know, that's two boxes checked right there uh, for a horror movie. Uh, so I'm in, you know, not that I, I want to see dick, but I appreciate dick in a movie. You know, that the ladies don't get to see that stuff enough. Uh, we get to see boobs all the time as guys. Um, and I feel that I feel it should be equal for the ladies. They should also be able to to see see the ween. Um, now, how do I transition from that into beer? Uh, we're going to try this Pilsner <laughs> from Autos State College. Uh, everybody's favorite sound. You know what? Fuck it. We're not doing a glass today. We're just going to drink right from the can like a goddamn barbarian. That is delicious. Um, tastes like a Pilsner. Uh, kind of bready, kind of light. Um, thanks. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, easy drinking beers, man. That's what we're about tonight because I got to eat a lot of pasta later. Um, and I don't want to be trashed around family. So back to the dick. Um, <laughs> this is a fun one. So, you know, you're thrown into this movie. You see boobs, you see wiener, uh, you see, and, and, he was like smoking, not hot. Well, kind of flesh melting off of him, like literally in the movie, like he, he'd been burnt. So she's having these visions of like, you know, something bad happening. And, uh, so she's, she's going to the psychiatrist with, with her husband and he's talking about, you know, this, you know, I don't know if this medicine's working, you know, maybe we have to change something or other. And he seems kind of, uh, you can't really tell. And, and the writers did a good job. Um, you know, you're not sure if, if he's the bad guy or if he's trying to help her and he actually does know better. Uh, and I don't want that to sound, you know, bad in any way, but you know, you don't really know what's going on. So, you know, he's trying to say, look, she's having this, these episodes, and this is happening. And I don't think this is working. Can we try something else? And she's just kind of out of it. And the doctor's trying to talk to her. And she's like, no, I think we should, I think he's right. He sees me like this and let's try that. So they up her dosage a little bit. And this is where it starts to get kind of interesting. Um, there's a man, now I will admit, um, I wasn't exactly paying attention at this particular point. I was taking notes, uh, but there's a dude in the kitchen, not her naked husband, but I can't remember who the guy is. I didn't see it. And he doesn't appear back in the movie. So uh, I don't know if he's a neighbor or a friend or whatever, but he, uh, he stops over and he, I guess she can't have a baby anymore, uh, or again or something. Uh, they don't really explain it. Um, but it's like her dream. She wants to have a family with, with this guy, her husband, and she can't, uh, you know, have one. And so she goes through this like hallucination kind of thing where she goes upstairs and she hears this baby. The guy was like, Hey, don't you hear your kid? And she's like, what kid? And then you hear the, you know, baby mysteriously crying or whatever. Uh, up in the bedroom. And so she walks up and, uh, there's the baby. And again, smoking, like melting, uh, super weird and unexplained. You don't know, you know, but you're, you're, you're starting to piece together. There's some kind of flame burn. Something here is, is influencing these visions, uh, that has to do with that. And she turns around and there is a jump scare. Uh, boom. Uh, it's the husband like lunging at her again, burnt naked, whatever, um, and it's him just trying to wake her up. It, it, it switches like that. Um, and, and it, it's at that moment that I started to think that, okay, well, 
we we might have some like like a mental health uh angle here um and that's that's where you know the movie kind of splits at that moment so you know does she have some mental health issues that aren't being properly addressed uh or is she dealing with something supernatural and so the movie kind of turns into this like parallel right where it does it walks both lines and it kind of keeps you guessing you know you're like well it's probably definitely this and then it does you know the movie will change and it kind of steers you back the other way so they do a really good job at at that in particular um so they go back to the uh the psychiatrist and say look this is just not working She's just a zombie. She's not, you know, responsive. She, you know, just sucked all the life out of her. Basically, he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. We're going to try a different path. And he stops her treatments against the doctor's will. The doctor suggests that that is not a good idea, uh, but he's not listening because he's hell bent. And this is where you start kind of like, eh, I don't like the husband. Um, as good of a guy as he seemed in like the first half hour, you're like, no, I don't know if I like this guy. <clears throat> so she uh you know asked the 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 wife to stay behind the doctor asked the wife to stay behind uh and talk for a minute so the husband's down in the car he's freaking the fuck out he wants to take her to a church because uh her family his family is very religious very spiritual and they believe in you know god and and all things will be right through god and all this stuff um and almost to <clears throat> excuse me the the extent of being like ignorant you know where they place so much faith in god and by no means am i bashing anybody if that's what helps you that's what gets you through the day fucking go for it i don't care um but this movie kind of dabbles in uh you know the dangers of both you know maybe overly relying on medication or overly relying on you know god instead of like trying to just think outside the box for a second on a, on a different um, you know, uh, solution. So I need a drink. Uh, give me a second here. <laughs> I'm flying through this and I'm barely drinking my beer. What the hell? Um, so we get, we're, you know, we're almost like at the halfway point of the movie here already, but we're at 15 minutes. Like I said, this has to be a quick one. Um, the, the visions are good. Uh, she, she has these, you know, really spiritual kind of, um, you know, she gets flashes of the devil and, uh, you know, she kind of fades in and out of reality and whatnot. And, um, you did not lose me. I just tried not to let out this massive, uh, well, that doesn't matter. Uh, we're back, <laughs> back to the beer. Um, she has these, she's the, these visions and everything and they're very, they're very well done. Um, why am I losing my train of thought here? What's going on? <laughs> Focus, get back in it. Let's go. Um, so we, we're introduced to this priest now, uh, and he's he's kind of a you know an extreme priest. Now, if you guys didn't know about exorcisms, give you a quick rundown, real quick. Um, it's very hard to, uh, well, essentially get an exorcism, uh, like like an official one. You can go on Craigslist and maybe find one for like eight dollars or something from like Bubba who just like fuck you up a little bit with a Bible and just like scream some shit at you. But to get an official one, like from the Vatican, you have to go through so many channels uh, for it to like actually, you know, take 
because uh, they don't want to be made fun of. They don't want to be, um, you know, in the center of some kind of like bad PR story. You know, so, you know, you can't just like, oh my God, you know, my Annalise Michelle. Uh, yes, I know. Quick, you know, um, Annalise Michelle, there's a famous uh, exorcism, probably the most famous exorcism uh, in history. Uh, and it took place in Germany in the 70s. And um, it was a young lady who started having these like, look it up. Uh, the the sounds, because they recorded this as like the most like famous one, I believe. Uh, they recorded the exorcism. Uh, it was very documented, like from start to finish of everything that she went through. Uh, Time Sucked is a great two-part episode on this. Um, and it's fucking terrifying. Like, I love horror stuff. I love watching, like, ghost videos and all this, you know, and I like being creeped out. This, though, the noises that were coming out of this, like, little tiny German girl are fucking terrifying. Like, they're otherworldly. Uh, and they had to go through all these avenues to get her help because uh, they didn't want to be, you know, made fun of. It has to get to such an extreme point uh, for them to finally like, okay, somebody to come and perform an exorcism to try to help somebody. Uh, and again, this back in the seventies, uh, in Germany, well, seventies anywhere, they weren't really focusing on mental health or anything like that. Uh, so you don't really know how much either way, you know, um, which way it goes. But anyway, uh, that one, <laughs> that one's scary as shit. And I, I don't know. <laughs> um, phew. That was weird. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. So Annalise Michelle, check out that one. That was, uh, that's a great episode of time suck. And that's a great example of an exorcism and how hard it is to get one and what is all entailed in getting one. Uh, hopefully you don't need one because it sounds fucking awful, but anyway, you know, back to this movie. So they talk to this priest and, uh, he's, he's just like somebody that the mom knows and he agrees. So, you know, the wife is now, um, comes down to the car. Uh, I forgot about this scene. This is before that they reach out to the, or I think he had reached out to the priest before, uh, that this movie moves weird. Um, kinda, uh, they call the priest and he agrees to come over and meet the, the wife and everything. So on their way home from the doctor's office, she has this like crazy fucking, uh, outburst in the back seat because uh, she's not feeling well so she wants to lay down and it's everything that you would see in her your typical exorcism movie um, screaming obscenities freaking out the whole like contorting the contortion you know uh, all of that stuff um, you know veers off and you know they get in like a car accident kind of thing and you're like again okay maybe this isn't a mental health thing maybe the fucking guy's right and so she finally meets the priest the priest gets her, um, well, he, <laughs> he meets her in, in kind of a, kind of a weird way. So wifey's upstairs, husband's there. Husband has a rope. Okay. And she's kind of drugged up. She doesn't feel great, you know, but she's kind of like aware, you know, am I going to hurt somebody? Am I going to hurt you? He said, I'm just here to keep you safe. I'm going to make sure nothing bad happens to you. And he just keeps saying that. Um, he's like, this isn't your fault. And and it's it it starts walking the line of of domestic abuse now. 
right? So this was a really intriguing film. Um, and it, it touches on a lot of things, but it does it really well. And the fact that this is actually a true story, you know, again, really is just like fucking, you know, remarkable. This, this, this happened. <laughs> uh, and, and, um, like I said, Joan Vollmer, look up Australian exorcist in like the nineties and this story will come up and you can read it. Um, I scrolled through it and I was reading and piece to piece and it's, it's pretty, pretty close to what, ha- you know, what happens in this movie anyway. So, you know, she freaks out when she sees the rope and is getting tied down and she takes off and then runs literally right into the priest's arms who's waiting downstairs and he picks her up and he throws her into the garage okay, and locks her into the garage all by herself and uh, ties her to the chair and um, tries to perform an exorcist, starts swearing at her, yelling at her, get out of here, demon, let's go, let's, 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 you know, have a showdown, let me get out of this girl, all this stuff. It's an unconventional approach to what you would see in, uh, you know, some of these movies, and just like that. Uh Uh-oh, I hope my tab didn't break. Come on, Can. There we go. Didn't want to waste it. Uh, We're going to try Biff before we wrap up this movie here. Okay, so just so you guys don't lose your place, the priest has just begun. Uh, the early stages of this exorcism. He's trying to provoke the demon. Um, we're going to talk about this Pilsner real quick, and then we will go back to the movie. But just so you know where we are in the movie uh, that you have not seen or probably won't see, but I don't give a shit. Um, I said shit. <clears throat> High ground. This is one of our, uh, like I said, favorite stops. Uh, it's right outside of Seneca. Well, not right outside of Seneca, probably 45 minutes or so or an hour somewhere in that area. It's in between like Morgantown and, uh, oh, that's my little Yorkie. He's itchy. Um, we stopped there after uh, a hike that we did in, in West Virginia and we were tired and all this stuff. And they had these amazing hot dogs and nachos. <laughs> and I know that sounds kind of weird, but a brewery to have that stuff, but it just hit the spot. It was just like one of those meals that you just, you didn't know you needed. Uh, and the beer was fantastic for where it's at in this tiny little no name town in the middle of the hauler in West Virginia. Um, they're veteran owned, you know, they, they try to do some really cool stuff with those guys and, uh, they're now distributing. Uh, and that's, that's good for me. And I scooped this right out of Weirton at a place called by the barrel. So if you're in the Weirton area or near, um, they get some stuff that Pittsburgh doesn't get, um, which is neat. So, and they're trying to do some really cool things over there. Definitely more of a bottle shop than it is like a beer store. So, and especially in Wheaton, West Virginia, you're not expecting to see that. Um, so kudos to those guys for doing, doing something cool, but yeah, high ground. Those guys are awesome. Uh, the guy we had there that day, his name was Jeff. Um, gave us a whole tour of the brewery, you know, let us, you know, just hang out there a little later than, than, you know, we were allowed to because I guess they closed at like eight or whatever it was. And he just let us hang out and bullshit with him, finish up our beers, you know, didn't rush us out the door. So we'll always make it a point to, to check that out on our way home. So, uh, you know, cheers to these guys. Um, this is their dry hopped Pilsner, which after the brewing process is done, they throw some hops in for a little bit of hop profile in the Pilsner, which usually plays in pretty nice, gives it a little bit of a floral uh, taste. So here we go. Yeah, nice, easy drinking uh, beer. You could almost, um, like, 
that's why I kind of said that like uh, a couple episodes ago that Pale Ale, uh, Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale kind of reminded me of, you know, like a, like a hopped crispy boy. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that profile because that's kind of what happens when you, when you dry hop uh, a Pilsner or, you know, anything like that. But uh, yeah, all in all, these beers were pretty solid tonight. You know, Pilsner from Autos. Autos is always a great stop up in State College. Um, like I said, that, that place is near and dear to our heart because my wife graduated, you know, from up there and spent a lot of weekends uh, touring State College and their breweries and their beer scene and their food scene. <laughs> uh, so we were just passing through after our camping trip a couple weeks ago. And uh, well, I had to stop by and you know, grab some beers. So you'll be hearing, uh, probably some Belgian beers in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and I have some German beers, so we're going to switch it up a little bit. Try to try to make it a little more exciting. Um, but the Belgians, they're all like heavy hitters. So I don't, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what that's going to be like a Sunday night recording. Cause I do have to work Monday and that would hurt. Uh, especially when dealing with like heavy machinery. Okay. Anyway, back to the movie. So we're at the spot where, um, the priest is beginning the early stages of the exorcism and he's trying to see what he's up against. Uh, and he's yelling at her and he's, she's just crying. She's scared. And she, you know, portrays this fear, like very well portrays conveys one of those two words, whichever one you prefer, use that. Um, and, uh, so you're, you're, you know, starting to really feel bad for this girl because it's just like, she's not getting the help she needs. And, and it's, it feels like it's very, very real, you know? Uh, so while there's early scenes of horror, like your traditional jump scenes and like the burnt man. And, uh, there is a scene where you do see like the devil. He's like the worst rendition of the devil I have literally ever seen in my life. Like he's just such a, like if I saw that, and he's like, rawr, I'm the devil. I'd fucking laugh my ass off because it was the worst. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Like, they should have just not done it. Like, that's how bad he was. They should have just taken that character, that whatever. Just maybe we just don't show him. Maybe just leave him like a, like a shadow figure over in the corner because uh, that makeup was fucking terrible. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so he, he soon realizes that it's going to take some extreme measures to like provoke this demon or whatever he's up against. And he clocks her in the fucking face and she starts bleeding and you're like, Oh my God. Uh, and she snaps into it and she starts laughing and, you know, blood's pouring out of her mouth. And I'm like, okay, now maybe we're onto the horror section. Like maybe we're back into the horror realm. And he's blasts her in the face with a bunch of, uh, holy water because she screams in agony and then he says see ya <laughs> and he leaves and he goes inside talks to the husband because he needs reinforcements and this is where the movie really takes a turn um reinforcements get there they set up this like makeshift church and they surround this poor girl and they just keep pushing and pushing and they're they're praying and they're doing all this stuff and this guy's just like you know they have her held down on the ground uh we we skipped a few but we're not doing the whole synopsis so we're at the end of the movie here um towards the end of the movie she gets like knocked out for a portion and they have to like wake her back up but you find out what happened so she loses a husband and a child in a really bad car accident. 
And uh, so she's dealing with some like heavy trauma um, that, you know, her brain is trying to cope and process or whatever it is that's happening here. And this priest is literally like punching her and screaming at her and telling her to get better. And you just feel awful for her. He doesn't stop. He keeps pushing the envelope. And the husband's like a bitch. This guy fucking sucks. Like, I, oh, he was making me so mad because he's just standing there watching this priest, like, do whatever he wants to this wife. And it's, like, really irritating. He's, like, smacking her and screaming at her. He's on top of her. And he's, like, choking her. And he's, and like, he's just watching. He's like, no, no, no. It's part of the process. Like, fuck you, dude. Lay a finger on my wife. I'm fucking killing you. Um, And <laughs> he they get to the part where it's at the very end and it feels like, you know, uh, where this epic climax you're waiting, like, okay, this exorcism is like starting to work and he's, he's finally getting through and he kills her. He kills her. Uh, he goes too far. The priest kills this innocent girl for no reason. And everybody's standing there around just, you know, oh my God, what did we just watch? I cannot believe this. And uh, the husband's trying to realize, like, oh my God, is she breathing? Is what's going on? They call the cops. She's dead. She's dead. She's lying. This, and again, like I said, this actually happened. <laughs> just in case, you know, this happened in real life. Uh, a priest did actually go too far and kill a young woman. Um, because of, uh, uh, he believed that he did the right thing. Uh, he believed that he, he exercised her, uh, the demon out of her. Uh, he saved her soul from eternal damnation. Um, that's not what happened. That's called murder, buddy. Uh, and, and unfortunately, none of them did come to justice. Uh, they were all charged with uh, involuntary manslaughter but they did not, uh, nothing came of it. So, but the end of this movie, um, it does seem a, a little bit of a, I don't know. They show her kind of like reunited with her, her baby and, and her ex-husband that perished in the, in the car accident. And they, they do flashback showing that all the dancing that she had done in the scenes of the movie where they thought she was dancing with the devil or whatever other entity, she was just like picturing her holding her son. Um, and the priest does some really fucked up, like you really hate this priest. I, I know this is kind of like a weird, you know, uh, side note here, but, um, you know, when the, when the police show up to like finally arrest him, this is three days later, uh, when they show up and they show up with the, the doctor, her former psychiatrist. And, you know, he just keeps saying like, we're about to witness a miracle. She's going to wake up and you will see that I saved her, uh, three days. She will rise again. And, People, they're in this like religious cult, like, you know, uh, grant, uh, so, damn it. What the hell is the word I'm looking for? I can't, I can't think of it right now. Just this like compound of, of religious people like dancing and freaking out and the, and God is this and God is that and amazing. And they just like, won't hear anything else. And this guy literally murdered somebody, <laughs> uh, for God. And he, at the end, no remorse doesn't feel bad about it. That's what remorse means. Um, 
that was my bad. I just said the same thing twice. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, this was a fucking ride. I was expecting like an exorcism movie, like, you know, the not the conjuring, but you know, something with like, you know, demonic possession. Well, yeah, conjuring too. You know, I'm expecting something like that. Uh, the exorcist, the exorcism of Emily Rose, um, which if you didn't know, right, we're going to do this one in the future, um, is the real life story of Annalise Michelle, which I mentioned earlier in the, uh, the podcast. So, um, if you ever wondered where that, uh, that's where that was inspired from, because that actually did happen. Um, yeah, I haven't watched that one in years. It creeped the shit out of me, but, uh, this, this was a fun, this was a fun, uh, a fun ride. Um, really enjoyed it. The music was great. Um, there's not a lot of characters in the movie. Um, they just put it together really well. You, you feel bad for the girl. You're kind of, well, I just kind of told you, but, uh, honestly, this was, this was fun. It was, it's neat to, to find the hidden gems out there. This is the first one that we've done that is a hidden gem. I think, um, everything else that I have posted so far is pretty well known. Um, at least throughout the horror communities, this is the first, the first one that, like I said, people are gonna be like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> so, uh, with that, I got to wrap up. I got to run and go eat pasta and, uh, get ready for my baby shower this weekend. So, uh, until next week. Cheers. <laughs>